And welcome back to Top Shutter Sports. I am Brett, here as always with... Spencer. Hello. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> that went well. I'll let you go first. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, your resident it's Cardinals baseball expert, Spencer Miller. Happy to be here as always, Brett. Hope you're doing well in these <laughs> troubling times. Yes, you as well. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And also, Victor, if you want to... Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm here again. Uh, sorry for coming in on Spencer's run, and it's good to be back. Cool. Uh... We are in uh, week two here of sharing our top five favorite sports moments. Um, last week, Victor kicked us off with, you know, talking about his first hat trick that he ever saw in person, what really got him into hockey. Spencer mentioned one of his iconic Cardinals baseball moments. Yes. And uh, I talked about getting to work a March Madness game. Uh, So this week, I'm going to, for my moment, which, again, I didn't rank these, so we'll call this one, we'll call this one number five, though. Um, I'm going to stick with the same sport, basketball, and uh, this goes all the way back to when I was in fifth grade. Oh, damn. That would have been, like, I guess, like, 2008 or 9, probably. Yeah. Well, you're um, old. Or 7. Dang, you're Around old. there. But um, I went – I was a part of the YMCA at my school. Um, so I would stay after school, basically, with a You'd bunch of other kids. at the YMCA. Was it, was it fun to stay? At the YMCA? Uh, the song lies to you. It is not fun to stay at the YMCA. Although I did, I mean, I did enjoy it, but it wasn't like there, there goes one the possible sponsor one day. You know what? I said there goes one possible sponsor down the road. Already? No, not. it's fun. <laughs> it's just not as fun as the song would make you think. <laughs> I'm more so blaming the song than the YMCA itself. Oh, okay. We love the Y. All YMCA's at Top Charter Sports. But anyways, um, so my YMCA, though, at, from my school, um, when I was in fifth grade, my last year in the YMCA, actually, we got to, we were basically picked to uh, go down to a Sixers game and get to high five the team as they ran out onto the court, um, no which at the time for fifth grade, Brett was like the coolest thing in the world. Um, so we just made like a little high five tunnel. Uh, so like half on one side, half on the other. And we got to high five the whole team as they ran out down on the court. Um, Hip hop was there with us in the line. He was the mascot at the time. He's now gone. But it was cool. Um, I got to high five. I don't remember everyone on the team, but I know Iguodala was there because yeah. I was like obsessed with Iguodala as all Sixers fans were at the time. Thad Young was there. Lou Williams was there. Um, so some pretty solid players um and it was just a really cool experience um and i was always a sixers fan before that but that really got me more into them uh like i would watch the games occasionally because the sixers are big um back where well back home where i'm from yes but um near philly yeah i was never like the hardcore sixers fan that you know you all know me as now uh until that point really so yeah, that yeah. that's it. That's pretty much the whole moment. But it was it was cool. It was definitely I mean, pretty cool. 
a moment like that, I, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever touched uh, a professional athlete. I, I think when I got <laughs> I got Jamie Moyer, Brett, you'll you'll remember Jamie Moyer. Hopefully. Oh, of course, the um, old man. Yeah, the guy who should have retired five years before, but I got him to sign yeah. a hat, and I, maybe maybe I touched him, but that may, may have been through the 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 transitive property of the hat um but yeah so i would imagine <laughs> that still that counts I, it. <laughs> if i if i had the opportunity to touch somebody i feel like especially when you're in like fifth grade when you're young like you were um that has like a pretty lasting effect um and oh, it yeah. means so much more that's a that's a pretty awesome experience and just imagine like if i was in fifth grade today we wouldn't even be able to do that you know yeah there's no nba <laughs> Especially not touching, high fiving. Oh There's also no cool. Yeah. Whew. So Madness. I really am. Yeah. That's wild. I don't think I've ever gotten to high five or uh, be in contact, physical contact with a professional sports player. That's incredible. That especially as a kid, that you got to do that. Because yeah. yeah, kids yeah. get to do so much more. And now, like, for a right. For the right reasons, but obviously now I'm just like, wow! I wish I was a kid, and I wish that I got to go down to the glass with a sign at like a hockey game and say, "Can I have a puck for like this?" But nobody's going to toss it to a 22 year old, so yeah, nobody. Can <laughs> well, I don't know when you when you shave, you could pass for like 12. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll have to try that next game that we get. I'll. I'll bend down and or put my shoes on my knees when we get to the boards and I'll shave. There you go. That could work. Do but you yeah. think kids realize how lucky they are and no. like that when they're sitting no. first off when no. they're sitting like right at the end zone of a Panthers game, do you think they realize that one, I'm really lucky to even be sitting here right now, and two, Cam Newton's definitely gonna give me a football? No, they don't. Um no. I mean I knew like I knew it was like a unique thing that we were able to do that, mm-hmm. but I definitely did not appreciate it as much as I do now looking back on it. That's like always the thing that goes through my head. Like, like when you catch a home run or, or a foul ball, like you're supposed to hand it to the seven year old kid to your left, but that kid doesn't care. Like they just yeah. want it because they didn't get it. Like, it's that's ball. why you always got to bring your own baseball, Spencer. <laughs> that's why you always and have to bring you your do own a kid. quick sleight of hand. <laughs> you have to hire a kid actor. <laughs> or that, yeah. There's ways around it. Uh. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Spencer, what, what's, your, what's your sports moment of the week? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's, that's really cool. Once again, Mine is in a moment that I was actually at. And once again, it's a bit biased. So everybody stick with me here. But this is the last one, I promise. Okay. The next three are going to be cool moments that everybody can, well, most people can appreciate, hopefully. Um, so this one was, uh, this was in 2013. Um, I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan, as you all know. And um, the team is uh, pretty mediocre year in and year out. But we we had Andrew Luck, rest in <laughs> peace. We had Andrew Luck at the helm, and um, 
and Chuck Pagano was our head coach. So things were looking up and, uh, this was in the playoffs and you may remember the greatest second biggest comeback in uh, playoff in postseason NFL postseason history. Uh, the biggest being the, the bills and the Oilers game, you know, from 92 that we, we all definitely remember. I do uh, remember that. Course, one, yeah. yeah. And the, uh, the bills were trailing 35 to three in the third quarter. The Colts were trailing in 2013, 38 to 10 um, in the third quarter. I think, I think it was like a minute into the third quarter, luck threw another pick. And I don't know, two plays later, the Chiefs scored again. And so they were down 30 to 10. I remember this was bad on my part, but I remember I, I, I turned it off. I like walked away. I had to walk away. Oh, I, yeah. I know. I know. Everybody Amateur stick with me move. Though, Okay. Oh. I might knock you off this call just for saying that. (laughs) Twenty thirteen Spencer was very upset. He was he was brooding. He had that teen angst. You know how it is. Um, Again, going back to last week, this this one I definitely shed a tear probably. Um, But I came back out. I was like, no, I'm going to see this through. I have to. And the greatest comeback ever happened. I mean, when Andrew Luck. I don't know what the exact score was at the time, but when Andrew Luck uh, on the fumble at the goal line, I, I, I still have this image burned in my head of this just uh, absolute athlete of a man uh, picking up this football and just Superman diving into the end zone. And at that moment, I was like, holy shit, they're going to win this game. And then they won that game. And just absolutely insane to be down... 28 points with under a half to go and to come back and win 45 to 44. I think luck through for like 450 yards after throwing three interceptions, but like you take the win, right? Um, and I believe, I believe Andy Reid had, uh, some, some of his typical poor clock management that we benefited from. Uh, but he did this year, Andy, good job. Congrats on the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, that was that was another one where it was just like back against the wall. Obviously with football you get one this was the wild card game. Um you you get one one chance. It's winner go home every game in the playoffs. Um and so back against the wall in a in a major way. And to to watch that entire comeback thirty five to watch them put up thirty five points to six was uh pretty remarkable you know i like that story for a multitude of reasons one that was a great moment um and i don't mind that it's homer of you because that like that that is an iconic game just in nfl history period right but it's also a great reminder for all of us as to why we love sports so much which is the game is never truly over you never ever can count out a team no matter how much they're down by in any sport to mount a comeback. We've seen crazy comes back comebacks before. And that's just this proof that, you know, you you can be down, but you're never out. Yeah. It, it was just absolutely remarkable. And you're absolutely right. And um, one of my other moments is another comeback, but it's not, uh, a Homer comeback on my end um, that I'll talk about <laughs> in the coming weeks. 
but uh, just like another great thing just because like the sports world is so like intricately weaved together the thing that i love the most that other comeback that i was talking about the 92 one the only one that was bigger uh frank reich who is now the Colts head coach and did coach andrew luck for the one year and then andrew luck retired but he was the one who led the bills back so it was just like, here's the guy who had the biggest comeback. He's now coaching the guy who had the second biggest postseason comeback. I just love like little things like that too. So it just like makes it like all the better that like those two are like connected now in an, in another way. And that's incredible. Yeah, I just love shit like that. That it, yeah. I love sports. God, we like sports, and so we don't care who knows. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, a great comeback in 2013. Um, shed shed a tear, pour one out because Andrew Luck's no longer in the league. But that's 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 it for me being a homer. Vic, on to you. What's your moment? Yes, I'd now like to take it to our satellite in Italy for Victor's <laughs> moment. Um, actually, not abroad for this one. However, uh, I was deciding between two moments to talk about in this episode. Since I am going to try and space it out so we don't repeat sports as much in the same episode, um, I'm going to go with one from the MLB, actually, kind of surprising. Wow. Um, yeah, so for those that don't know me as well, I'm not a big MLB fan. Um, I root for the Pirates, as it is, uh, so there's always not always a lot to get excited about uh, in year in and year out. They did have a few solid years lately. Um, but I don't have a specific, this one's going to be a little weird for me to talk about, but I don't have a specific moment, uh, with this one. I can't tell you exactly what game it was or what day it was. Uh, but basically Ichiro Suzuki is my all time favorite baseball player. He's the reason that I actually started liking baseball a lot. Um, when I was really young and I started getting into it. Being in Central PA, uh, there's not a lot of Pirates fans. There's a solid amount of Phillies fans. And growing up, there's a decent amount of Yankees fans. Um, whether you two know this or not, you'll find out now. But I actually rooted for the Yankees when I was younger. Um, and then basically in school, I just hated how Yankees fans talked all the time. I just hated it. Uh, and it actually turned me away from the Yankees. And then especially when I found out A-Rod... Uh, had his whole steroid issue. Um, little younger me hated that. Uh, so I absolutely just immediately turned away from the Yankees. Anyways, it wasn't until later I started liking the Pirates. But anyways, uh, when I played baseball as a young kid, I played outfield and I was not a good hitter. So then to just watch on TV this man who goes by Ichiro be a contact hitter who yet is so fast and found ways to always get on base and made the most ridiculous place in the outfield. It was just, uh, he became one of the most inspiring athletes to me because that was, that was basically what I wanted to do. Like I wasn't a power hitter. I wasn't a great hitter. I just needed to try and become a better hitter. And I loved playing the outfield and diving around. So basically just any games that I, could watch at that point or realized Ichiro was going to be playing. Those were actually the few MLB games I tried to watch on TV at times. Um, 
of course, with the Mariners at the time with him. Um, so, yeah. And then pivotal moment with him was watching him hit the inside the park home run in the All-Star game that year. But all around, just watching Ichiro and that being the reason why I actually started watching the MLB more. I love Sorry stories that, like but... that where, like, people – like how you said you're not, like, a big baseball fan – but like one player, that's all it took to get you like into the sport. Like I always love stuff like that, or like just like that one like key moment where you just like happen to be watching something and like something huge happens, and then you you start to like follow the sport a little more, or at least that player and stuff like that. And Ichiro is like an incredible choice because an absolute stand-up player. Like he always looked like he was having fun, kind of like watching Luka Doncic in the NBA. How like he always has a dumb <laughs> smile on his face. He's just this chubby white kid from Europe. Um, it's just like so much fun to watch. And so like Ichiro always was smiling and like always just looked like he was having fun no matter what. And just and I can agree with that. Like watching him was a blast. Um yeah. and and that was actually go ahead. Sorry. And like and like I used to like how he he what like he didn't have a ton of power and stuff like that, which ruled the MLB when he was there. I mean like when he first came over, that's like I guess that was towards like the tail end of the steroid era, but people were still hitting tons of home runs and like that's all people care about today yet is just power and stuff like that. So here's a guy who didn't have that and was like finding ways to play the game and be towards the top of it. It's pretty inspiring. I've always felt and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. But Ichiro Suzuki always kind of reminded me of like the Pablo Sanchez of the MLB <laughs> in that he was a short guy who was just like good at everything. Not like he didn't excel at like any specific thing. Obviously, his speed he excelled at and he was a great contact hitter. But like I wouldn't say he was like the best at any one specific thing. Maybe the drag bunt. He was probably the best at the drag bunt. But, like, he was just a good all-around player. And, like you said, he was just always smiling and, like, enjoyed the game. And I don't know. I always, like, every time I would play backyard sports and see Pablo Sanchez, I would, like, always think of Ichiro. Interesting. Maybe that's just me. I like that. I, I, I see where you're coming from on some of that. But, yeah, I never thought about that till now. I mean, I thought Pablo had a little more pop. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> he did, Maybe, like, sure. a cross between, like, Sammy Sosa and Ichiro. That's a good Pablo. But yeah, like Ichiro, it's insane because this, I mean, he's one of the only people to win rookie of the year and MVP. I mean, in like his, in the same year. Um, like he was a perennial all star when he came, first came over here. And he came over here when he was 27, too. So like he didn't like kind of have like enough yeah. time to. I don't, know, I don't know how to say it, but to really, like, become his own. I guess, like, he did at least Just have... how much more he could have done. What was that? Just think how much more he could have done if he came and entered around age 20, even, or 21. Yeah, exactly. And just the fact that he rose to stardom immediately just, just is, like, another testament to it. And I think, yeah, I mean, basically anybody could fall in love with uh, with watching that guy play. I think he played until he was like 45 yeah. too which is insane yeah didn't he hit like 370 something yeah i year? think uh mm-hmm. it's 
Yeah, it wasn't the first year he was here because the first year he was here, he broke the hits record, and then I think I think the 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 year that he broke his own record. Yeah, he batted like, yeah, probably like three seventy. Something absurd. Yeah, he ended with a three eleven. It says looking up the exact numbers right now, and he had a three seventy two one year. Insane! So, oh my god, three seventy two. Yeah, but yeah, he is actually. That was the first time where I started liking a player despite not necessarily liking the team. I can say, honestly, I had no desire to be a Mariners fan at all. Um, but yeah, I it didn't matter who he was with. That was just one of those. That was kind of what started me liking players that weren't necessarily on the actual team that I rooted mm-hmm. for. And uh, speaking directly at you guys, if you haven't been there yet, he actually already has tons of stuff dedicated to him uh, prior to him retiring in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and you need to check it out. Just the whole thing, but especially his section. One day. I have, uh, yeah, I have seen it. It's pretty pretty sweet. For sure. That goes for all of the listeners, really, though. You gotta get out to the Baseball Hall of Fame. It is a very cool place. Probably the best of the four major sports Hall of Fames, I would say. I've only been... There's just so much history in yeah. there. I've only been to that in the NHL, and the baseball one is so much larger than the NHL. It's it's insane. Yeah, I think the history yeah. of baseball, I mean, give baseball what you will. Like, it's boring and stuff like that. I love it no matter what. But, like, I, I understand, you know, where everybody comes from. I can see it, you know? Um, but just, like you said brett like the rich history of it is it's pretty captivating so to like go and see that stuff even if you don't love mm-hmm. baseball like anybody can appreciate what the hall of fame is it's pretty awesome hey, well, I tried. Said, I tried. well said spencer well said spencer damn it <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's a good place to wrap up this week's episode um yeah, any final thoughts? Hey, everybody, gentlemen? just wash your hands. Um, we can get through this together. <laughs> stay safe. Stay healthy. Thank you to everybody who's still working. Yeah, that's all I I'll say uh, life is short. <laughs> Do what you want. <laughs> Brett, you sound like you're about to die. <laughs> Anyways, we will catch you all uh, next yeah. week. Woo! For week three. How many are we doing? Six or five? Six. What a weird number. Ew. Okay. Ew. Yeah. What? Yeah. Six? I don't know why that was in my head that we were doing six. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye.